and what we're trying to do is to let everybody know that for every piece of meat the an animal had lived and had given his life for it so okay, when you don't want to see it just don't buy it then his name is Jose Harhaus. He's 25 years old and since 4 years already he has been managing Baute Gewone Farken, a circular pig farming company in the Netherlands. His objective is to put animal welfare at the center and make sure that each pig has a specific goal. I'm Valentina Gritti, Global Community and Project Manager of the Slow Food Youth Network and this is the Slow Food Youth Network podcast. Locale. Local. Shock. Local. Cambiamento. Tapir. Welcome to the Slow Food Youth Network podcast. On farm. Hello, I'm Josse, I'm 25 years old. Right now I have a company Buitengewone Varkens and we started four years ago and started with my own business during my last year of my study uh, and I graduated on the business as well. So uh, I started the company and uh, I met my colleague Stan Glaudemans and uh, yeah, after half a year we uh, we managed to get the business together and now we have one company uh, we still don't work with the bank so we uh, every profit we make we invest back in the company and uh, with that profit we yeah we grow bigger bigger and bigger and uh, we are selling right now 400 pigs per year directly to restaurants and some consumers directly and uh, we're keeping the pigs outside all their lives so when it's minus 10 they still they still gave birth to piglets outside and um, we slaughter the pigs at the small slaughterhouse nearby and uh, we slaughter every two weeks and then we bring it to a butcher he produces the produ- products we need so he makes sausages and dry ham and everything uh, and then we directly uh, deliver it to restaurants uh, once a week so we can focus four days on keeping the animals or seven days and we are selling one day directly to the clients how did you uh, decide actually that you wanted uh, to start this business? Like, why did you want to have pigs staying outside? Like, what was the thing that made you think, ah, yes, this is gonna be uh, my life? Like, I really want to do that. Uh, it's really easy. I want to work with pigs and I want to be an entrepreneur. So, and then you are going to look how that's possible. And uh, yeah this way is uh, the only way i think when you want to give the pigs a good life so you're focusing on animal health care and uh, yeah when you want to sell it directly to a customer who also tells the story how the pigs live so then you have a 
I think a, a good business case when you're looking at the future. Justice studied animal healthcare and behavior, but of course he had to learn most of the practical things on his own. For example, think of having to catch pigs when they are in the wild, into the woods. We have a sort of cage we can build in the woods, so we put it, yeah, we call it a fangkoi. It's like a, a cage where we can catch them. The pigs are fed in the cage, like for a few days, and then we close the cage and we put the trailer next to it, and then they walk directly in the trailer. And sometimes they go by themselves, and sometimes you have to use the ca- use the cage, and then they walk because they have no way back. Okay. Uh, it's no option to catch a pig; they have to really do it by themselves <laughs> because they're like 120 kilos, uh, and it's also not really good for the uh, animal healthcare. Yeah. Oh, I see, like, difficult to run after <laughs> 120 kilos pig. And uh, has it ever been dangerous for you like, to deal with the uh, pigs? Dangerous, yes, the, the sows and the boar. Mm. So the, the, male, the male pig who is getting the ladies pregnant. Uh, yeah, he is dangerous. And the sows are dangerous when they have their piglets. piglets. So, yeah, after two days... They're getting their natural behavior and they realize I'm a mother of the chick of, of the piglets and they uh, yeah they can be aggressive when you uh, walk in the fence. Bautechevonefarekins is a very particular business case. In fact, the company doesn't own land, but pigs are farmed on different locations with a specific goal. We don't own land. We're working together with people who own land and there we put some pigs outside. We're giving the pigs a goal, so they are for education, so to show people how they live and at some places in child farms, they have we have pigs in child farms, so we're working together with them. We deliver young pigs, piglets, and then we come back and when they're growing older and they're ready for us to sell and then we bring back little piglets so that's education and um, the other pigs are uh, walking around for weeds to kill the weeds so they dig with their noses and they get the weeds out and uh, we're working together with volunteers on, on the places where we keep the pigs we got like 25 locations spread around the Netherlands and we're selling also most of the meat back to the location so the restaurant near the location or the location does it sell so then we deliver uh, packages of meat and they sell it in front and then we deliver it and then yeah we can start over again we always make an appointment with the location for six months because they are walking around six at uh, seven months months and then we bring it to the butcher so we got people who are really good at their job so the butcher is really good at butchering and producing dry sausage and things like that we got the slaughter and he's really good at killing the pigs at the best way and we are doing our best to keep the pigs uh, at the best way outside and uh, give them a lot of space and keeping um, I say 
we're keeping an eye on their behavior and we take care of uh, giving them the things they need so water food and also the space they're living in when it's really hot we give them extra water mm-hmm. so they can really go in the mud and things like that yeah, yeah. so you have the beginning of the chain and the the last part before the, the part. yeah and we manage the other parts uh-huh. so we yeah. bring them to the, the slaughterhouse and then the butcher is collecting the animals over there but we tell the butcher we want to have this kind of products and also the restaurants are telling us yeah we w- want to dry have the dry sausage with that taste okay and then i ask the butcher can you make it and then he makes an example and then so yeah mm-hmm. it's really working together and how long uh, do you wait normally before slaughtering the pigs like what is like the minimum age and the maximum age uh, that depends on how fast they grow and you got the winter and the summer and uh, that's got a lot of influence on the pigs because they need to keep themselves warm during the winter so that costs more energy and less energy to grow so it's between 9 and 12 months sometimes we want to really uh, get the pigs into the ground for the weeds so then we and give them less feed so they will grow less fast but they are uh, better in digging the weeds out yeah. at Baudegewone Farkens the sows feed their piglets with their milk for 8 to 12 weeks depending on the strength of the sow it depends on how much energy the sow has left uh, how long they are staying there so when she got 12 piglets that's really a lot so she gives a lot of milk and then yeah, she loses a lot of weight. Okay, then we are getting her earlier out of the field and we let the piglets stay there for like two, three weeks and then we bring them to another location. So they are n- normally like three months old before they go to another location. Then they have already, they already are 30 kilos or something like that. I asked Josse what he considers an innovative change he has adopted into his way of farming and he tells me about the way he found the trick to castrate the piglets without their mother knowing about it. Uh, normally in the stables the piglets get separated of each other and we keep the families together because we bring it to, together to one location. They grow old and they go to the butcher so we had to ca- have to castrate them. Um, but when the sow knows when you come to get the piglets, uh, she really, she kind of be angry. So we train the sows to feed them at a different location. So in the woods, we like walk like 100 meters and then we feed the sow and then we keep the piglets inside of the house. So I was eating there like for 15 minutes, then we already we get the piglets out at the first minute and then we bring them back in like 10 minutes so the sow come back comes back and doesn't know that there anything did happen so for us it's really a big change and a sort of innovation to train the sow to walk away um, in very a long distance so she's really not hearing the pigs when we 
If you would just leave the pigs reproduced as they want, the problem is that there will be an overpopulation of pigs. Uh, now you you have really have different breeds. So we got the breed, a male breed and a women uh, and a female breed. Um, and the male is giving the piglets the meat and the mother has really good uh, milk production uh, she's really protecting the pigs uh, she got the taste she gives the taste to the pigs and when you have the male and the female together then you got uh, 50% uh, of the best things they give and when you got the piglet then and you are reproducing with that piglet uh, the piglet will give different uh, yeah different qualities uh, so you don't want that because then you got one piglet who's maybe really fat and has a lot of uh, taste and the other one has no taste and is really uh, muscled so the piglet is the best of both and when you're reproducing with it it's not gonna work and uh, you really want to know when you're reproducing so when you bring a pig to the butcher you don't want to have piglets in it so it's not possible to just let it happen <laughs> And you give the sows a different space when they give a birth because you don't want to have uh, to you don't want to be their other uh, piglets mm -hmm. because they can disturb or they can uh, wound the piglets mm -hmm. so you really want to give them their own space and they get also their own feed so when she is uh, not giving the piglets but she's just pregnant she get different feet than when she give uh, when she give birth and she has piglets because then she has to produce milk and then we give higher protein food Yossi also tells me that they buy the males and they reproduce the females themselves by inseminating the sows he doesn't have any pink pigs because they couldn't stand the weather extremes so pink pigs are actually not ideal to be farmed in the woods his pigs are only with pigment. So they are good at temperatures uh, like minus uh, 10, minus 15. And they are good for weather like above 40 degrees. Because first we had a breed who was really good at cold weather, but uh, was uh, worse, the worst in, in, in hot weather. And now the climate is changing. We already changed the breed we're working with. The way Josef feeds the pigs is also very innovative and circular. He categorizes the feed into direct feed and indirect feed. What he calls direct feed is what he gets from a local brewery who gives him boxes full of edible waste from beer production. While when needed, he also integrates the diet of the pigs with indirect feed, which is pellets made by a feed company derived from waste from cookies and bread for human consumption. And it's only waste, so there is no land used for the production of animal feed. And that's also our strategy. We don't want to um, keep pigs who are fed with products we can eat ourselves. We only feed them products who are waste of, uh, of our system. And they're producing feces, and we use that on the land. Meanwhile, we're going to feed the pigs 
and I'm asking Yossi to tell me something about the circular way he's farming. He's carrying out a rotation system in which pigs, cows, chickens and crops are involved. Each animal plays a specific role. Cows eat the grass, pigs eat the roots and chickens eat the seeds. And they make the soil more fertile with their manure. The chicken can eat the seeds and can mulch it, but the pig can't because mm -hmm. he has like the same, he has a, a two teeth yeah. where he can't mulch it, he's just eating all really fast and then it's gone. <laughs> and then it's in the valley and mm -hmm. the seed is protected from the the sour in the in the stomach and it's protected so when the seed comes out in the how you say it in the in the faces mm -hmm. it's still intact so <laughs> it still can grow yeah for Jose the welfare of the animals and the environment are really at the core and this is what he aims to deliver to his customers as well and what we're trying to do is to let everybody know that for every piece of meat the an animal had lived and had given his life for it so yeah, when you don't want to see it just don't buy it then because when you're buying it you are making a choice of ending a life of an animal and uh, when you're buying cheap meat you are ending a life of an animal who's been in stables every time and as consumer you're the one who has the key in hand to change the whole food system. Jose is selling directly mainly to restaurants. The orders are placed by WhatsApp or via the website where customers can select the parts of the pigs they want to have. The cool thing about this direct communication is that restaurants and privates can tell Jose in advance which parts of the pig they want and he tells the butcher to prepare those parts on demand. One of the biggest challenges is to bring the the pig you slaughtered to the right products and then the right products to the right client uh -huh. and, and that's a really uh, hard puzzle every week we are butchering mm -hmm. because then we have to collect all of the orders and I also have to uh, look a bit in the future for what I'm expecting to sell and I will mm -hmm. put that in stock and I hope we're selling it but we also got some f clients who are just buying what what's left of the pig so mm -hmm. then we can really sell the whole pig uh, the skin is really hard and fat we got a lot of fat mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's our our two things the heads are going well right now it's also a se depends on the season and what is the best seller i think the dry sausage we make and I guess you all want to try Jose's hard sausage now. And I did, and it tasted delicious. And the best thing is that you don't feel guilty at all when you eat it, because the animals live a happy life. They contributed to restoring the environment, or they had an educational purpose in their life. And the products are sold directly from the producer to the consumer, without intermediaries. If you want to know more about Yoss's project, I invite you to have a look at the website of Baltechewone Farkens. You can also translate it from Dutch to English. I will add the link in the podcast description. And there you can also learn how many different cuts you can get from the whole pig, because there is the whole list. 
This podcast is financed by the European Union and it's part of the project On Farm, with which we aim to teach local and regional farmers in European countries how to start their own on-farm production process, create added value products and reach a wider customer audience. This is Valentina Gritti and you're listening to the Slow Food Youth Network podcast. Ciao! Thank you.